Hey, y'all. So it's Tuesday, which, you know, this has happened. I've not ever formally acknowledged that um, I missed my Monday post date, but I, I said, you know, every week. So it's out on a Tuesday, the episode is, and it's new this week. So it's still a win. Um, welcome, Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Um, if it's if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for um, giving us a listen. And, you know, if you're a regular, hey, girl, hey, welcome back. <laughs> um, so it's January, and I hope your January has been fruitful. I hope it's been, um, for some of you, a continuation of an upward climb that, you know, you began in 2017 or you embarked on. For others of you, if 2017 was like the pits, I I just declare that this is a turning point, that God is with you, and that makes all the difference. You and God are the majority, and so it's getting better in Jesus' name. So um, last week, we really just paused and took time to reflect on what the past year meant for us, the places that we were, the things that went well, the things that didn't go well, who we want to be, who we were, who we wish we weren't. You know, we really just reflected on what all of last year meant, what it entailed, what it held, the highs, the lows, the wish I didn't, wish I could have, all of that. Today, I really want to take some time and help you project. You know, I want you to think about who you want to be, what you want to accomplish, what you want to see come of this new year when we get to the end of it and you're reflecting and you're in this new place again where it's like, okay, well, that's what last year was. You know, when when we come full circle with this year, you know, where do you want to be? Where do you want to stand? And so in similar fashion, I have questions. Um, but before my questions, I have a few verses that I want us to look at and really um, kind of start with and then sort of travel from, you know, that being our foundation and then do a little, get a little movement going on, on, you know, who we want to be in this new year. And so the first is in Proverbs 29, 18, one of my favorites. I can pretty much quote it from memory because I love it that much, but I'm going to read it for you guys out of the amplified version, which you all know by now is my favorite. Um, and it says where there is no vision, and no vision meaning no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he or she in our case. Um, and I just love the scripture so much because um, it really just says that any sort of any sort of forward movement, any sort of looking like Jesus wants us to look really has to start with with vision, that anything that is ever built begins with vision. And so where there is no vision, we just kind of, um, dissolve into nothingness, into waste, into um, just lack. And, you know, we we digress, I would say. Um, and so I love that this verse really puts at the forefront, you need vision. If you hope to build anything, if you hope to go anywhere, you better have a vision. And I, I, I think of vision as a picture of what could be an image, an inner image of where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want to accomplish, what this thing on the inside of you looks like at its full grown stature. What is that? That is your vision. Where are you going? And, you know, when people don't have vision, you're often like, yo, you did this. You picked up that. You quit it. You started this. You never finished. What are you doing? You know, it's kind of their their lives oftentimes or maybe their work um has this sort of meandering nonsense to it and you're like what are you doing give me some clarity what are you doing 
And that's what vision, vision brings clarity. Um, and so with a whole new year, 365 minus nine days, when you guys hear this, <laughs> um, what will you have to show for it? And to be able to say that you have what it is you're looking for, what you hope to have in your hand, progress, fruitfulness, faithfulness, advancement, enjoyment, memories made, strength built, whatever it is, um, you've got to start with vision. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys with that first step. Like this time that we're spending today is going to be vision building. You know, I'm going to ask some questions and I want you to start seeing some pictures, start seeing your finish line. What does that look like for you when you hit the end of this year? who do you want to be? What do you want to say that you've done? What do you want to say that you've read? What do you want to say that you've, you've, you've spoken? Did you, you know, who do you want to be? And really start thinking strongly, intentionally about that. Think strategically about that. So vision, vision is a big deal. From there, I want to go to Proverbs 24, 27. There is a theme here. Proverbs is where we're hanging out. <laughs> um, so Proverbs 24, 27. And Amplified, it says, put first things first, prepare your work outside, get it ready for yourself in the field, and afterward, build your house and establish a home. And I love the scripture because it speaks to priority. It speaks to order. Um, so we talked about, you know, you need vision first, and then you kind of move from there. The scripture is really reemphasizing that, that, hey, there is an order to the way that you need to build, you know, a life to build a plan to to build a weight loss strategy there is order to that you know you don't want to <laughs> i'm guilty of this i get really hype and i decide i want to do something new and i'm like okay i'm going to go buy the cleats i'm going to go buy the workout gear i'm going to go buy some weights and i'm going to go do this and i don't really have like what what is your workout like what do you what do you what is going to be your, your exercises what do you do it you know it's like first things first <laughs> do you have a workout plan or regimen what will you be doing you know and so the scripture really speaks to that it speaks to there's a first step and then there's a second step and then there's a third step you know you can't be a to z you need to be a to b to c and so on and so forth you know um or i mean to say you can't jump from a to z you really need to have the steps in between and sometimes guys ladies that may mean you need to go find someone that's got the the b to y because you only got a to z i'm here i want to be at you know 50 books more than i've read at the start of the year okay, well, like, how are you going to do that? How many pages, you know, whatever, for weight loss? You might need to go get an expert. Do what you need to do. Be honest about your own skill level. And there is absolutely no shame in that. Um, but there is order. And we have to respect order. Order is something that we absolutely have to take account of and respect. You don't decide that you're going to build a house um, and you haven't laid a foundation. That's ridiculous. Any architect, any builder, any construction person knows, like, foundation is first. Um, and that's really just what the scripture is saying. So there's that. All right. So from there, last scripture, Proverbs 16.3. Um, so Proverbs 16.3 says, roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. This is big. Um, and this is kind of like the step you should take kind of like after this podcast episode. So, you know, my hope is that we sit and I ask you questions and you really think about them and really sit down and, and write down, you know, the things that bubble up in your spirit and your heart and your mind. And then from there, the most important step in all of this is to then submit your plan to the Lord. You know, he's our Lord and our savior. And so if you got things on your agenda, like, all right, Jesus, this year, I'm going to win the lottery and I'm going to be on America's Next Top Model, if that show is still on. I don't know. Um, and then I plan to run for president and begin my campaigning this year. 
you know, that's what I'm gonna do, Jesus. So cosign. I see um, a number of hiccups in said plan, but mainly, you know, none of that is beyond God. But the biggest thing is that you absolutely need to be in alignment with him um, because we live not unto ourselves. You know, we are Christ's own handiwork. And so if we ourselves as Christ's own handiwork, as a temple of the living God are uh, going rogue, we're wasting our time and time is precious, man. Time is a commodity that you don't get back. And so you don't want to spend an entire year working on a plan that God has not endorsed. Like that is wasteful to say the least, you know, our lives are to be fruitful. They're to be useful. We are to be useful unto every good work. Um, and so if we are not partnering with God and the things that he wants to see happen in the earth, what are we doing? We're building some minor king- kingdom that won't last. That makes no sense. Jesus ain't die for that. Get off of that and let's move on to the, you know, Lord, what is your heart? You know, and so it's so okay to dream. It's so okay to plan. It's it's being a good steward to plan and steward your time and to dream. God gives us dreams. He He gives us desires, you know, um, but it's important that we submit all of that to him, that we submit that to his lordship and his headship. And so, Lord, you have full authority to adjust, to cancel, to delay, to do whatever, because this is your, <laughs> this is your time. You know, we live a redeemed life and we're living on, on time that Jesus has purchased for us to live a good life, live a redeemed life, to live a life under the blood and under the new covenant. And so it's important that we are not blowing, um, blowing that blood, I guess. That may sound weird. It's okay. I'm okay with it. Um, So those are the scriptures that I want to start with. So from there, we're talking about what we want this year to look like, right? And so base level, first question, what do I want? And, you know, what do you want? Um, I know a lot of times we get really deep and spiritual about this question and we're like, oh, I want what the Lord wants, you know, and God is like with his fingers over his eyes, like, but what have I put in your heart? <laughs> what do you want? You know, um, cause that's not a sin. It's not a sin to want things or to want experiences. Like I really want Christians to get off of this. Like I'm supposed to live this holy life of, you know, reading my Bible 12 hours a day you know, hold up in a closet and um, not speaking to anyone else. And, and the best life is the life where I'm like completely cloistered off and only reading like that. That good is only reading my Bible and and praying and and singing worship music or whatever. Like, I think God's scope of goodness is so much wider than that, that it's OK for you to desire those things. It's like I'm not downing praying for 12 hours not at all experiencing the lord is one of the most amazing exhilarating experiences ever it just is um but it's okay to desire um not even beyond that um but to expand like the the color palette like sometimes we think god's goodness is like the primary colors when in reality god's like yo have you seen magenta let me show you magenta <laughs> you know um so to to make room in our spirits for lord like how do you want to advance your kingdom through me because it may mean that god wants to you know bring you to a platform he may want to put you in front of people um it may mean that god wants to train you in some things in the background for a minute to just buffen you buffet you with the mundane the, the day-to-day he wants to see you be faithful in those things like we we just have to open up our minds to um, allowing the Lord to speak th- through in us, you know, through and in us. Um, and so what do you want? What are the things that you're hoping to see out of it? What do you want? You know, and 
I know that can be a hard question. Me and my mom talk about how it's difficult for her to answer that question sometimes. Like, oh God, I just want what you want. I want to play campus. What do you want? Fill it in, fill it in. You know, and the Lord's asking you, no, what do you want? Um, Because his desire was never for us to be robots. That's why he gave us free will and, and he's planted eternity in our hearts. And so the thing that you want, I dare say, might be a reflection of eternity and all that's possible for you, not just in this life, but the next. And so, um, what do you, what is it that you want? Who do you want to be? Um, what do you want? Start there, you know, and be honest about what you want. Um, be okay with speaking out loud what it is that you want. Don't be intimidated by maybe your heart ringing out outlandish quote unquote things. Um, quote unquote, sorry. I hate when people say quote unquote, (laughs) it's quote unquote, Jalan. Um, but you know, what is it? What do you want? What do you dream? If, you know, there were no limitations, what would you ask for? You know? Um, and then my next question for you is what does God want? And this kind of falls in line with our, our third verse about, you know, committing your plans to the Lord. But I think it's a little a step before that, um, just about listening, you know, taking some time to pause and, you know, I, I balance it. What do you want? What does God want? It's not one or the other. It's both. Um, at least at the onset, <laughs> you know, God's got what God wants gets the final say, but to just, you know, give yourself room for both. And so what is it that God's speaking to your heart? You know, um, what are the kingdom things that he wants to do with you and through you this year? How does he want you to serve in an extraordinary or remarkable way? Um, how does he want to see you increase your servant leadership or your stewardship or your giving, um, how does he maybe want to position you differently? One of the things that I really want to encourage you to do is be sensitive to what God is saying, especially in this season. Like I, I said last week, beginnings are very important. Um, and it's very important to be sensitive to the Lord always. Uh, but I, I really want to encourage you to be sensitive in the sense of wherever God is, is pulling you, pulling your heart, respond to that, man. Respond to that. Um, I heard a guy say that, that the promptings of God are always trying to be these little connecting points to his goodness. And so when we delay and put off his promptings, his callings, his tapping us on the shoulder, his, you know, bubbling up, Hey, call this person. We're delaying the connecting point to the goodness, the goodness on the other side of the prompting. And so I just really want to encourage you guys with that in mind as well. Like be sensitive to the prompting. There have been a couple of times in my life where I knew that God was pulling me in a direction and it didn't necessarily make sense to me. Um, one such incident was uh, when I was going to volunteer at um, a pregnancy crisis center in college. And the time that it would take to train me to be able to counsel with women individually, um, I would have probably I would have been graduated by that time. And so it really didn't make sense for me to start the program um, and not be able to kind of do solo counseling within the program because I would have, I I didn't have enough time to actually do that. I just had enough time to kind of mostly get trained. And I just felt very strongly that God was asking me to do it anyway. (laughs) I don't know how to put it into words. Um, But this is one of those things where I was like, I feel like I need to do this and I don't know why, but I don't want to miss what's on the other side of this, this prompting or this unction or this pull in this direction. And um, that was my, maybe like 2013. So my senior year in college and then maybe about two years after that, as I was applying to grad school and had my interview, that was the one thing that the interviewer asked me about on my resume. Um, that was the one, that was the only thing on my resume of experiences that, that they asked me about. And it, and it was so interesting to me because I was like, man, if I had put that off and just been like, God, that don't make no sense. I'm not doing that. 
what would have happened? God is gracious. Let me say that God is gracious to build in like reroutes when we get off track. So I don't think that I would have missed my destiny at all. But a lot of times we add complication to our lives by putting off those promptings. And so, um, I just want to encourage you guys to be sensitive to what it is that God's saying that he wants. Um, and then I want you to kind of sit down and, and think about what am I giving God, you know? Um, and this is, it sounds really bad, actually, <laughs> that this is sort of a, rev- not a, a revolutionary thought. At least I think the Lord has shed some additional light on it. Let's say that, um, that, you know, towards the end of the year, we have Christmas and we're, you know, I love giving gifts like that just ignited so much more on, on the inside of me this year. And it's just kind of a cool, like, wow, God, I like giving gifts. Just like you like giving gifts. Obviously God likes giving gifts probably way more than I do, but it was kind of like this cool, like, oh. Like, this is part of you. This is like something I got from you, you know, um, kind of moment. But um, it, it, we we spend a lot of time at the end of the year just thinking about, you know, oh, I want to get this gift for this person. I want to get, oh, they would love this. Wouldn't they love, wouldn't they love, wouldn't they love? And um, it was at a, a meeting for work or a Christmas party, Christmas staff party. And the host kind of paused at the end of the party to say, you know, a family tradition that they have is that they write a letter to the Lord. And say, you know, Lord, this is what I'm I'm endeavoring. This is what I'm committing and devoting to you for the upcoming year. This is my gift to you, Jesus. Um, and that just really struck me as like, wow, man. Okay. Huh. I don't know. It just put in a different light for me to kind of sit back and go, you know, what am I giving the Lord? 365 days. What am I intentionally saying that I'm going to give to him? You know, um, I have these gifts that I've wrapped for my family um, and, you know, I'm excited to give them to my put thought and, and invested money into these gifts. And it's I'm just so excited to give them that gift. You know, what am I giving the Lord in the next year? What am I committing to give to him um, for my resources of time, of energy, of whatever, like just, Lord, what am I giving you? You know, what, what am I saying that this is my gift to you this year? And so, um, I want to kind of have you guys think about that. What are you going to give God this year? Um, for some of you, maybe, you know, I need to give something up, you know, I want to give up worrying or I want to give up, you know, um, I want to give God an hour that I would spend on social media or whatever. Um, for some of you, it may be something a little bit more tangible, like, Lord, I want to commit to give, um, financially. I want to commit to give time-wise. I want to commit to um, whatever. I don't know. You know, you and God have a relationship. Y'all talk about it. <laughs> Y'all get it together. Um, but just what are you giving God this year? What are you What are you plotting? How are you going to bless him? What are you going to like, oh, God would love if I did? You know, this, w- this would make him just so excited. This would delight his heart. Like, what are you going to give God this year? Um, and just, you know, put feet to it, man. Um, my mom called a family meeting today um, for us to sort of all sit down together and, and really talk about what our first quarter goals are going to be. So, you know, as we hit the new year, we all sit down with a piece of paper and talk about what our, our big or high level goals are. Um, and so my two, because I just I'm in this place in my life where <laughs> I guess I'm simplifying somewhat, but it's like, let me not write down all these things and accomplish none of them. Let me just go hard on two. And so my two for this year were alignment and exercise. Judge me. Those are my two. <laughs> um, and so for first quarter, Jalon, what does that look like? You know, all right, for first quarter, you know, I want to be very, very intentional about a daily quiet time. It just has to happen every day. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's at 4 a.m. or 1140 p.m. Every day I'm going to pause and give God my time. 
um, because I want to connect with him because I love God and he's like my best friend. And so we need to, we need to be talking. (laughs) Um, and then exercise, what are you going to, how are you practically going to begin to exercise regularly? Um, okay. So you want to, you know, I've picked up flag football (laughs) and that's me. Like I'm going to get moving and maybe second quarter, I'm going to decide to, um, like pick up a gym membership or something, but I'm intentionally putting feet to the vision. So if I start the year with, I'm going to be aligned with God and my body's going to be right. Those are my two goals. All right. So now that's the vision. How am I going to accomplish the vision? You know, step by step, day in, day out. How am I going to move towards that? I'm going to crunch the numbers. I'm going to set aside the finances. I'm going to do whatever you need to do. But think about how you're going to get from point A, then to point B, then to point C, so that at the end of this year, you're at point Z and you've accomplished what you've set out to accomplish the vision that you had in mind. Um, And so I just encourage you guys to do that. I encourage you to pause and and really think and dream with God about what could be, you know. A year gives us 365 opportunities. And so I want you to arrive at the end of this year like refreshed at how you maximized and capitalized on your opportunities. Um, there's something that I, I kind of want to say and put out there. No heat, no judgment kind of moment again. Um it's kind of, it's more of an encouragement. It's more of an encouragement and like a, like, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's get on it. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time, I'm, I'm naturally reflective as a person, but you know, at the end of things and the beginning of things, I kind of sit and ponder and reflect and just think about things. And, um, the end of the year was very interesting for me. So much good kind of like, oh, to end the year, like good stuff. And then there were some things that were not so great <laughs> that were like, oh, I could have ended the year without that. I definitely could have. And, um, I just want to like encourage us, like we are all, we have this phrase, in counseling, in the counseling world where we talk about, you know, you have to do your work, you have to do your work, you have to do your work. And we say that we're referring to like the personal work that you need to do to address chinks in your armor, weaknesses, triggers, ruts in your, in your personal, mental, emotional life that you kind of just been going back and forth in circles. And I just kind of want to encourage everybody, like we are responsible each as a, as individuals for doing our own work. Um, it is simply not acceptable as believers to stay stuck, to refuse to grow, to refuse to change, to resist the word when we're confronted with truth and we're living below it. It's just not okay. We're responsible for going, Lord, ouch, this hurts. <laughs> I need your help in addressing this. Um, and I was just speaking from experience, y'all, because this was me at the end of 2017. Like, all right, Lord, I see your shining light on this, this shadow I have in my life. Um, yeah, there, there's offense, there's unforgiveness, there's anger, there's pride, there's, you know, whatever there is there. And I, I, I've, I've made a commitment to the Lord that like when he brings something up, he shows me something. It may take me a couple times to be like, all right, we gonna work on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it right. But I, I don't go through life refusing to examine the ouchies and the, and the, and the, the breaks and, you know, dragging all this busted all these busted bones, you know, we're going forward, we're going forward. And Lord's like, yeah, but your ankle broke in, your hips out of joint, your arm to come out of socket. Where are you going? Where are you going really? You know, like, no, we're each responsible for doing our own work. And so um, if you hate saying I'm sorry and admitting that you're wrong, start working on that this year. 
if you refuse to talk to someone in your life because of what they did or what they said, if you go to church with them, if you work with them, you know, whatever, whatever, release that. Y'all, there is so much freedom in releasing things um, and letting stuff go. Just like, I mean, it's so, it's, it's been said so much that it feels cliche, but it's so true. Um, it, that was, that was really what the Lord had me on at the end of the year, like let it go. And to be completely transparent, moment of transparency, I was not sure how to move past the, the little chink in my armor. Not even, it was little, but not, you know, little, little that's relative. Anyway, um, I wasn't even sure how to begin to address it. It was like, uh, okay, God, I see that, but I don't know what to do about it. I, I felt skillless in addressing it. Um, and so there were some things that the Lord brought up that, you know, you know how to do, Hey, pray for people that you feel offended by, or just pray for them. Like you, you want someone to pray for you. Um, you know, consciously release that. God, I release them, I release them, I release them. Um, but on top of that, man, like this is where obeying the promptings of God comes in. When the Lord tells you to sow, when the Lord tells you to go speak to that person, when the Lord tells you to drop a little note of encouragement, whatever God is telling you to do, he's trying to get you over the hump. (laughs) He's trying to get you over the thing. And so I had my little thing of a moment of obedience where the Lord told me to do something and I went and, you know, carried it out. And it was beautiful to me how God did supernatural surgery on my heart. Like, I was like, is it over? Is it done? Are we through? Are, are you sure? I don't have any like frayed edges on, on that thing anymore. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys, man, do your own work. Do, you know, we, we reflected last week. Don't stop reflecting. Don't stop believing. Um, don't stop reflecting, but really look at those areas in your life where you've been circling around a mountain or people have told you, hey, you're kind of sharp with your mouth. Man, I didn't think that you were going to be so harsh, you know, or whatever it is, whatever you know is your thing. Like, let's let's make this year the year to like get that stain up out of us, you know, with God's help, you know, with God, you know, working in us the desire and the ability to do and be what is pleasing to him. Philippians 2, 13. So I love you guys. I leave you with that encouragement. Let's do our work this year. Let's work on ourselves. Let's purpose to sweep our own front porches and, and take care of the things that God has put in our hands to take care of. And let's dream with the Lord. Let's dream with him. Let's, let's hear what he's saying to our hearts about what he sees for this year. And let's submit that plan to him and allow him to, um, to bring his heart, his good intention to fruition for us. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Talk to you guys next week. 